3: Network from Learfield IMG College.
4: Race and tackle 15, 10, 5.
3: This is the Bud Light OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of sooner football. Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. And by Wolven Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. This is the OU Huddle. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners,
4: Toby Rowland close anyway. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It is a Thursday night. That means it's time to talk some football. This is the huddle. That is not Teddy Lehman. How cool is this? Trey Millard is with us tonight again, everyone. Welcome thank him.
2: Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. It's been it's you a doing, pleasure Bud, again. Give me a
4: fist bump off the top.
2: How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be
4: here. This is cool for me. I loved so much watching you play football, and I saw a little bit of the show with you and Chad McKee a couple of weeks ago. You did a great job in the media now out there spewing wisdom for Sooner fans. This is fun. This is going to be a fun hour.
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I was had a lot of fun last time. Looking forward to it again tonight.
4: I got to tell you, my heart is happy. Off the start, just seeing football highlights. Spring
0: football spring is back football. underway. Oh, that I love looks it. Yeah. good,
2: doesn't it? Oh yeah, let's and the Everest too. Just just sweaty and hot. Oh no, man, <laughs> I, I, it makes me want to go out there and just down, just down the street, right, and just hop in. Go hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, just one play. Just Your one play.
4: Practices already uh, underway. Sooners have been on the field a couple of times. What you did you like spring ball? Oh, I love spring ball. Yeah,
2: why? Oh, it, uh, it really, let me become a craftsman. Um, I really just was able to slow down the game and focus on one thing for one day, whether it be first step, whether it be ha- hand placement, and really become a, cra- a craftsman, just, not just a football player.
4: Is that normal? Do guys like spring practices, or is it a, is it a nuisance this oh, time? I mean- or, yeah.
2: I, I, every, everyone loves it. I mean, we're yeah. we're football players, right? Nobody wants right. to. We're, you've been in the weight room with me. It was Schmitty, right? We've we, we no longer want to do that. We want we only work out so that we can play football, right? And so it's it's what we've worked for for, and we haven't done it in a couple months. It's it's awesome to get back up and hit somebody.
4: Well, we're going to talk about uh, his former position, running back, a little bit later. In fact, that's the focus of the show tonight. If you've been watching the huddles the last uh, few weeks, we've been taking you kind of around the horn, different positions on the upcoming coming 2021 Lincoln-Riley Sooner football team. What do we expect? And tonight we're going to focus on the running back position. We're going to hear from DeMarco Murray a little bit later on in the show. Trey is going to go in layman's terms for us tonight and explain a little bit of the two-back and three-back philosophy that Oklahoma has to try to keep the stable of running backs happy there's a wealth of talent in the backfield there has been since your days
2: yeah there is it's something that we've always kind of been rbu is what we've been trying to go after and we've done that we've got another group a great group that has a lot of potential
4: some guys coming back a guy coming back from two years ago in kennedy brooks Tennessee transfer and Eric Grace. We're going to talk a lot of running backs tonight. Opening segment is always brought to you by McIntyre Law, Noble McIntyre. McIntyre Law is the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Want to start the show, though, with the news of the day, some huge news in the world of Sooner Sports today. Lon Krueger, the head coach of the Oklahoma men's basketball team, announcing his retirement this afternoon after 10 seasons at the helm of the University of Oklahoma, 195 wins on the Sooners sidelines, took Oklahoma to yet another NCAA tournament this year. Of course, the Final Four in 2016, the Sweet 16 in 2015, and I think more than any, a Hall of Fame coach, without a doubt, but even more than that, the lasting legacy of Lon Kruger here in Norman is going to be that he and his wife Barb, Hall of Fame human beings. The way they went about conducting themselves, being a part of this community, their generosity, their class, their integrity. It will be what they will be remembered for for years and years and years. And, oh, yeah, Trey, he could coach a oh little yeah, bit, Oh, yeah, he could.
2: A, bu- a bunch of success at a bunch of different places and just can't say enough about him um, and, and what he meant to the program. Uh, just just uh, definitely passing of a
4: legend. Five, uh, five different teams he took to the NCAA tournament, five different teams he's taken to the Sweet 16, and you're right, what he did at each program was pretty identical. He rejuvenated, reinvigorated every program. <laughs> Look, that's him coaching against Billy Tubbs back in the day. And, of course, this year we uh, uh, dedicated the year to Billy Ball. But we're going to miss Lon Kruger. He is going to uh, be spend a lot of time in, in Vegas going forward, I think, with the grandbabies out there. Kevin... His son, former Sooner assistant, recently named the new head coach at UNLV, where Lon used to coach, so he's going to go out there, I'm sure, and, and at least be um, uh, uh, an ear for Kevin to lean on whenever he needs some help going forward, but a little bit of a sad day. I love this man dearly. I trusted both of my boys to be equipment managers with Lon Kruger the last four, uh, four years, and uh, love him, him and Barb like crazy, and uh, boy... Joe Castiglione's got his work cut out for him now because he is on the coaching search for a men's and women's basketball coach as Lon Kruger and Sherry Cole both announcing their retirement within the last week. All right, let's talk some football now. Lincoln Riley has had a, pe- a press conference this week with the start of spring ball. And let's start by what he had to say about the improving state of Big 12 defenses.
1: I mean, I, I do think, I know we've talked about it some. I mean, I do think there's some really, really good defensive coordinators in, in, in our league. Ours certainly being, no question, one of them. Uh, I think this has become a very innovative league defensively, uh, which I think there's some things you see week to week in this league that you don't, you know, watch them tape of other leagues, you don't necessarily see. Um, and I think, I think the talent level defensively in the league has increased. I know ours certainly has. Uh, you know, not to say that it was, you know, awful before. I mean, I do. I think there's always, like anything, the truth lies in the middle. I mean, I think some of the previous years, you had some historic runs of quarterbacks in this league. I mean, there was years there where quarterbacks and receivers really were everybody had. I mean. Either an NFL caliber quarterback or a really good college quarterback, um, and and uh, a lot of lot of lot of high draft pick receivers and all that. I mean, there was some just outstanding talent there for for a few years. It was going to be tough for anybody to defend in any league. But yeah, I mean, I think our, our I think. I think it's uh, it's fun. I mean, it's the ebbs and flows of the games. As, as you adjust and other people adjust, and it's kind of a constant game of that. And that's that's one of the things we really enjoy. So, not um, as it's fun seeing the new challenges each week, and and uh, it's made the league I think very very competitive and very balanced, which is which has been a positive thing for our league.
4: What do you think, Trey? You uh, played in the Big Twelve in the early twenty uh, teens. You saw the last couple of years, and especially. This last year, where it looked like the defenses in this league were much improved, are they?
2: Uh, I think they are. I mean, I think, especially from Oklahoma's standpoint, we definitely are. Um, I think defenses kind of take a little while to get used to kind of some of our area. And I think that people are starting to figure it out a little bit, not just ours, but uh, other teams around the Big 12. Um, And and we started to kind of figure out answers for some of those things. And so um, I think moving forward, it's gonna be interesting to see how now the offense and you know, we've got the best chess master back there, uh, to kind of see how we he goes back and attacks these new these new Big Twelve defenses that we're
4: seeing. It is interesting after so many years of not many defensive guys in this league being taken in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you have several of them at Oklahoma and beyond. And uh, it's kinda nice it's kinda nice to see in the big to see the Big Twelve getting some defensive respect out there.
2: Absolutely, I think that it, it was a little bit under, underrated and yeah. Um I think some of the bowl games and stuff that we've got coming up and hopefully get some more interchanging of, of uh, cross-conference play, uh, we kind of proved that and put our, put our stamp on some of those other teams and other conferences.
4: All right, the position of the night is running back. Spencer Rattler also met with the media this week. He's a quarterback, but he talked about the guys he'll be handing the ball to this year.
5: Yeah, it's good to have KB back, you know, not having him this past year. Um, having him back is just – it's just nice to have him back he's he's a vet knows everything um definitely is a leader in that group running back running backs are very deep this year with with kb eric gray marcus major seth mikey um got a lot of guys at that position this year so uh, kb being the oldest of them all uh, he's definitely leading the way
4: we're going to break down the running backs individually coming up but from the quarterback's perspective I mean, the best friend of a good quarterback is an offensive line. Second best friend is the guy you can hand the ball to behind you, right?
2: Absolutely. The The running game opens the, offense, the passing, and the passing does the same with the running. So um, you definitely want both offenses and both parts of it firing on all c- cylinders.
4: We didn't get to hear a lot from Marvin Mims last year. He had a great season as a freshman wasn't put out there in front of the media a whole lot, but he has been since the Cotton Bowl, and we're finding out he's got a fantastic personality. He's a lot of fun to listen to. He also met with the media this week, and he talked about his own personal goals for this upcoming season. Yeah, I had a great
6: leader last year, but I want to keep building on it. You know, anything, you know, lower than that would be, in my eyes, if I did the same stuff I did last year, I mean, there's no growth. So, I want to keep growing as a player, as a leader on this team, and just as a teammate, you know, for everyone else. Um, and this spring, I'm really excited about it. You know, it's something that I haven't done and something that some of the older guys above me haven't done either just because of the timetable. So, um, I just like the extra practices, getting to know, you know, more stuff with the coaches, getting, just getting to the offense more, just know things around me instead of my personal job, know the other things guys are doing around me.
4: What do you think about Marvin Mims? Oh, that-
2: that's exactly what you want to hear from a young receiver. Uh, a guy who's not um, satisfied with the incredible season that he had, who's trying to work on his craft and get more knowledgeable, not about his, just his position, but also the, the entire offense. Uh, I think he's going to be poised to have an outstanding next season and career. You know, Lincoln's talking about the first round and high-caliber receivers that we have in the Big 12, and that kid is, is the future and one of the best.
4: It's amazing, how much talent they have at the wide receiver position. When you add in this year, Mario Williams, who was a five-star guy, to the three five-star guys they already had on campus. Cody Jackson was knocking on the door with four stars. And Marvin Mims, by the way, that isn't one of those five-star guys. When you add all that together, I mean, it's incredible how much talent they have at receiving.
2: It is. It's a, it's a crowded room, for sure. There's a lot of talent. And, uh, I mean, you heard Lincoln a couple weeks ago talk about how that he expects a lot from that room and kind of putting them, a challenge on him that we do have that much talent. We need to go perform.
4: He kind of uh, drew a line in the sand for him, didn't he? One thing I wanted to ask you about is a large number of early enrollees this year for spring football. Caleb Williams, the quarterback, is here, and Mario Williams, Cody Jackson, three, uh, no, four defensive linemen: Isaiah Coe, Ethan Downs, Clayton Smith, Nathan Rollins, Kabanga, uh, Latrell McCutcheon, and Jordan Mukes. Defensive backs, and, and then the Tennessee guys as well. This is becoming more of a thing in spring ball as the years go on. More and more guys are becoming early enrollees. How hard of that? How hard is that from your perspective for the new guys? Some of those who you know should be in high school right now to adapt into what you're trying to do?
2: Um, it's, it's very difficult for that. I mean, just, uh, I didn't do it, but we had some guys my year, uh, my freshman year, um, Kenny Stills, uh, Tony Jefferson, uh, the same few that came in and had a lot of success, and I think part of that was because they came early. Um, but then you had other guys that, that, that didn't Me and Aaron Colvin who both played, uh, as freshmen who, who had success too. Um, I think part of it's the situation that they have at the high school. Um, if you don't have, you know, if you're not a basketball player, if you're not a track guy, um, especially with COVID and there's no, there's no, uh, activities, yeah. you might as well come on and start getting, getting started, right. getting in the playbook. Um, I, it, it'll be interesting to see what the development happens. Um, with that uh, continuing to go forward
4: it's tough but it obviously is proving to be very valuable if you can do it go ahead and get on campus in the spring and that much more under your belt when you get into the fall all right we'll take a timeout. when we come back let's start talking running backs we'll hear from demarco murray next you're watching the huddle here at rudy's country store and barbecue
3: the huddle is brought to you by rudy's bringing you the best in barbecue Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to SoonerSports.tv slash podcast presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden cleaners and laundry, where the difference is quality. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there.
4: Welcome back alongside Trey Miller, Toby Rowland with you. We're talking running backs tonight. It's time for our coaching report. Coaching Report, brought to you by Riverwind, still the one. This has been fun in the spring. Every week, whatever position group we're talking about, we've had a chance to sit down and uh, talk to several of the coaches, go a little more in-depth than maybe we would throughout the regular season. Tonight, running backs, which means DeMarco Murray, if a guy with the credentials of DeMarco Murray is coaching your position group, what kind of an impact does that have on a high school kid or even a college kid?
2: Oh, a ton. I mean, he's done it at the highest level, uh, been extremely successful, has a lot of immediate buy-in and respect with those guys just because of that.
4: Uh, DeMarco sat down with our Chris Plank yesterday, and uh, here's what Chris and DeMarco had to say.
5: Well, DeMarco, first and foremost, you get a full spring with these guys. So how exciting is that to have a full spring with your your room?
6: It's great. It's great. Obviously, in my room this year, we have a – Some young guys that that played some last year, then we obviously have KB and Eric, um, you know, moving over. So it's it's great, you know, more so for myself than them, just to obviously get an eye on those guys and see what they're what they're great at, and and obviously develop those guys on some areas that that they're not so great at. So um, it's great to be on the field. Um, It's it's a blessing, you know, for sure for for the whole
5: team. I don't know if I've ever seen a running back where the number is zero before. So uh, how's it going with Eric Gray so far? It's going well. It's going well. My first time, um, but I don't care what number
6: he wears, you know, as long as he scores touchdowns.
5: So. <laughs> I love it. As long as there's a six at the end of it in some way, shape, or form. What kind of back is he? Uh, what have you noticed of him early? He's
6: very he's very versatile. Uh, he, he's a pro. When you think about a guy and, and uh, you know, a guy who shows up 15, 20 minutes early, gets himself loose, gets himself right, gets himself acclimated to the process in this program, obviously coming from Tennessee, um, he, he's a real pro, quiet guy, but, you know, he's a savvy vet. and. And it's good for our room with a a mixture of young guys that we have and him and KB being those two older backs. um, You know, he's going to help us in a lot of areas.
5: For those that haven't been paying attention like they should, KB is Kennedy Brooks, who is back. Uh, Two questions on him. First, what was the process like in talking to him and making sure he was where he needed to be physically and mentally to come back?
6: great you know kb's been around for a while so he's a he's a very smart talented player um you know so the the offense he knows just about as good as myself um so ha- having that guy back you know for this room um for this team is is huge for us you know now you know he kind of has to you know take an year off He gotta you know get back going and he's a guy that you know he, he takes care of himself he handles his business you know on and off the field so um we're we're excited to have him back and you know it, it, for me as a coach you know it, it's great to be able to coach him and help him get to you know where his goals want to be.
5: And I guess the second part of that question is you didn't get a chance to coach him last year. I don't know if you watched tape on him. Have you noticed where maybe he's improved or, or or what you've seen different from KB 2.0 if you will?
6: Yeah, you know what? I we've only had two practices so far, so um you know he he's definitely leaned up a little bit and he's a little quicker. Um, So I I think the biggest thing with him is just continuing to get stronger upper body wise and and just, you know, catching the ball. Um, But, you know, KB's a, you know, he's a smart player. Um, He has great feel. He has great instincts, you know, when the ball's in his hands and, you know, um, we're going to clean up some of his pass protection. But, you know, all in all, he's been, you know, he's been very, very, um, very good thus far.
4: All right, let's let's start by talking about Kennedy Brooks fascinating situation he is in trey he's a revet he's a returner but he's a new guy at the same time because he wasn't around last year thousand yard rusher in both 2018 and 2019 18 touchdowns he's made big plays in big games he's smooth he's patient what do you like about kennedy brooks
2: I love, like you said, his patience, right, his feel. That's what uh, DeMarco was talking about. He's probably the best uh, – he's going to be the best running back we've got for that garden tackle pull encounter that we run so much um, and just kind of some of the in-between and the slow zones. Um, he's hes hes so patient sometimes you almost get frustrated watching him. Uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, of Levy, Le'Veon Bell in yeah. uh, the pros of just sitting back there and just reading out. Um, he doesn't quite have uh, – some of the bursts that I think some of the other guys have but uh talk listening to Marco there it sounds like he's got some more quickness picked up um from his year off and so excited to see that excited to see him get through those holes and really um push the speed and the pace in the, in the secondary
4: yeah you say uh somebody asked you what does Kennedy Brooks excel at well is he fast yeah he's but he's not a, a you know he's not got flaming speed uh, does he have yeah. a burst through the hole? Yeah, but I mean, he's not the most explosive guy. He just seems like he's really smart when he runs the ball and knows where the play is going.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the feel part is huge. I think one thing. That question mark for me is that this is going to be the first time that he's played without uh, a running quarterback not to say that Spencer hmm. Rattler's not um, extremely mobile uh, on the college level um, but he's not uh, Jalen Hurts um, you know who's going to rush for for a thousand yards or, or, or whatever Kyler it Murray. was right or Kyler Murray with that extreme speed there's gonna be less designed quarterback runs and to see how that kind of uh, fits and how he adjusts to the different schemes that, that Lincoln's going to run because of that
4: Okay, the other vet is uh, Eric Gray. Obviously, we don't know as much about Eric, but was a leading rusher at Tennessee last season, 772 yards. He uh, also caught 30 passes. He was their second leading receiver, so he's obviously got good hands two years ago, he was the MVP of the Gator Bowl for Tennessee in a victory over Indiana. It, have you had a chance to watch Eric Gray? and you know much about him?
2: I have. I've, I've got to watch him a little bit of his film. Um, I think he's the most complete back that we're going to have this year. Uh, I think Tennessee asked him to do a lot, and he did a lot for them. Uh, lining up as a receiver, um, being in on third down, like you said, having a ton of receiving yards uh, for a running back, has good hands on the backfield, um, but then as a running back, does everything that you want him to do. Uh, he has paid he's got some speed he's got pretty good size and physicality um, I think he's going to be a, a, an excellent addition to this team and it's kind of weird like you say we've got these these vets turning but returning uh, but none of them actually played with us last year yeah. so a uh, unique situation I think he's going to have have uh, fun running behind bill Be Miller's line
4: you know the versatility that he brings you know how much Lincoln Riley uh values versatility. If anybody was versatile, it's you. (laughs) This guy, though, brings the ability to run the ball, to catch the ball. You cannot change personnel packages, and you can use him in a variety of ways. I think Lincoln's going to like that a lot.
2: I think so. I think Lincoln's going to put him in a lot of mismatches, uh, and he's going to have a lot of success, and we're going to have a lot of success because of it. Um, So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what he's going to do this year.
4: One of several volunteers headed to Norman. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the other guys in that running back room. We'll hear some more from DeMarco Murray talking Marcus major, Seth McGowan. You're watching the huddle.
3: The huddle is brought to you by Rudy's bringing you the best in barbecue Academy sports and outdoors. The preferred sporting goods retailer of sooner sports Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a bud light there. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one.
4: Welcome back, everybody. You're watching the Huddle. That's Trey Millard. I'm Toby Rowland. Experience OU Football Live in 2021. Season tickets are on sale now, and they include six home games featuring opponents, Iowa State and Nebraska. For more information, visit Soonersports.com or call 405 325 2-4-2-4. 2 4 let us hear more of Chris Plank's interview with DeMarco Murray.
5: Kind of fun last year to watch, um, and I get a very cool perspective as your sideline reporter, the relationship with, with Seth McGowan and how you worked with him and how he was used in a lot of different ways What's—how big is this spring for Seth?
6: It's huge. It's huge. You know, you talk about a player who's um, dynamic, who's explosive, and um, just a—you know, he's a freak in the weight room, freak everywhere, and, um, you know, his biggest thing last year was trying to get him to slow down and understand and trust the the offensive line and just kind of process the information. So, you know, he's not out there going 100 miles an hour. Um, So, you know, having a year under his belt and and playing quite a bit last year as a true freshman with everything else that was going on, he handled it very well. and I'm excited about him as a player, as a person, and just continue to help develop him. And once again, he's going to be a huge asset for us as well.
5: What have you seen in Marcus, Coach? Just a guy that's ready for that opportunity?
6: He is. He is. You know, um, from uh, from you know the last probably six weeks of the season— um, I thought he was better than, you know, probably every running back as far as developing and continuing to get better. You know, the last probably six weeks of the season last year in practice, I'm talking practice, obviously it showed up in that Florida game. You know, you talk about a guy who never complained about his reps, who never complained about anything, but just continue to work at his craft, continue to get better. Um, you know, a, a, a strong, strong player, fast. He's probably, you know, overall, you know, he's he's one of the best in, in, in my room and, um, you know, excited about Marcus Major. Great kid. Uh, I love being around him. You know, love having him in our room. But talk about a guy who's all about the team, who's all about um, just winning. Um, he does it the right way. And he, he's developed and, and came along, along, you know, from my time being here a year ago. But he's continuing to get better, and that's the biggest and brightest stage for him.
5: So, obviously, there's a guy that's gone in Ramondre Stevenson, but we're excited about his draft prospects how do you see Ramondre's skill set transitioning to the NFL coach? I think he's gonna do great. Um just
6: having that special team's um availability that he's so well led and obviously we took him off last year because he's our predominantly, you know, um, ball carrier. But you know Ramondre's a great player. Um he's extremely versatile for his size. You don't you don't get get a lot of backs with that size and speed. So I, I think that's why a lot of scouts and teams love him so much and you know it's um you know and he catches the ball very well. You know, he's physical, he's tough. Um and you know, I'm
5: excited about Ramondre and his future and I know he's gonna be great at the next level. How much does it help guys like Ramondre and all these guys want to play at the next level, DeMarco, to have a coach that experienced all aspect of it, from you know the draft to playing in the NFL, the couple of different teams. How does your experience help these guys that wanna to get to that next level?
6: Yeah, you know, um I think the biggest thing, you know, if you're at this university, you're gonna continue to be pushed, you know, and uh, us by coaches and, um, but more importantly, it's so competitive here and and you can't have a bunch of bad days in a row, you know, or else you will get passed up. And that's the same thing at the NFL, but probably 10 times worse, you know? So, um, I, I think our guys understand and, and just the work ethic behind it, the approach behind it and. Obviously, Coach Riley does a great job at keeping things in perspective and keeping the the team-first attitude, but, you know, um, it's a a great situation being a great group of guys, but, you know, for for me, I just let those guys just be themselves and, and like I said, you know, try to give them some cracks and cracks here, but... Um, you know, um, I, I, got a good group, you know, those guys are, are extremely good listeners. And, and and like I said, they'll run to the wall for you.
5: And finally, for you personally, pretty seamless transition last year, but again, all kinds of challenges with COVID and, and protocols. I know that we're still under that umbrella, but how about for you personally, coach, coming back to Oklahoma year two and your familiarity?
6: It's awesome. Like I said, I'm always blessed and 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 to be in this position, be at the running back coach here at this university how special it is. Um just the people, you know, from top to bottom, from the president to the janitor here. I mean, it's a first-class operation and um, you know, it, it's it's a it, it's a blessing. It truly is, you know, like I said, these are, you know, not just, you know, staff members, but I feel like we are truly a family here and um, you know, we don't take it lightly here but You know, at the end of the day, we want to win and compete for championships.
5: Love it. Thanks for coming on, Coach, good luck. Have fun fun this this spring. spring. Appreciate it. Thank
4: you. Uh, It's great to have him back on campus, and he's got a talented bunch to work with this year. Trey Millard, let's talk first about Seth McGowan Explosive. I think uh, DeMarco mentioned... Kind of goes 100 miles an hour all the time. Last year, what do you see out of McGowan?
2: Both those things, right? It's it's hard for, to be labeled freak at Oklahoma just because of the level of athletes that we have, <laughs> uh, and he and he's been called that uh, several times. And so I think that's what you've seen in the past. I think the biggest development for him is going to say like, like Marco Demarco said is. Slowing down, uh, getting behind his pads at the end of runs. I think he ran so fast sometimes he got hit in some awkward positions where you like to see him be a little bit more controlled and a little bit run through a little bit more tackles. Um, the, the ceilings. I, th- I think he may be the, the most talented and have the most potential of the backs that we have. Um, and I'm really excited to see what a spring uh, and a full summer with Demarco as his coach is going to do for him. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty high on this kid. I think he's going to. I think he may be the future for of running backs. Um, He's going to be on that uh, – I think he's going to be in the league playing.
4: Don't you think it's going to be good for him to be around Kennedy Brooks and to just watch the patience with which Kennedy goes about?
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's going to learn a bunch from the older guys and um, – and, and also just the comp the competition, the competition uh, in that room, as Mark was saying, the guys are going to be looking at each other, um, judging themselves off off each other and kind of holding themselves to a new standard of how they see themselves as a player because of that uh, when you have a stable uh, of backs like we 've got um, they're going to be pushing themselves to the absolute limit to, to get those plays and get those reps. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to go around. Uh, I think he, this kid's going to have a bunch of them and, and do a lot when, with them when he has them.
4: That was the first game last year. He got us all excited about his potential. And I think what we were saying about Eric Gray applies here to versatility. Remember the Texas Tech game last year out in Lubbock when Lincoln found a bunch of different ways to use him in the slot, in motion, jet sweeps, with his speed and athleticism, you can do a lot of different things.
2: I think so. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. But, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a guy who we can um, put in a lot of different places uh, with, a, with a good amount of skill sets and, and versatility to, to, to create mismatches.
4: All right. Let's talk about Marcus Major. Marcus Major, little bit of a forgotten guy last year when Ramondre Stevenson came back. Until the Cotton Bowl, when he went nuts against Florida, Marcus Major only had 187 yards last year and three touchdowns, but... Man, I'm excited about what he can do next year because of what we saw down in Arlington.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm pretty excited, especially after hearing what uh, DeMarco has to say about him, right? Um, he had some of the best six, six ending weeks, and that kind of culminated in a huge uh, cotton bull for him. Um, and it sounds like he's a great team player who's going to make the most of his opportunities, and he's been working very hard to do that. Uh, yeah, pretty excited after hearing some of that interview and um, seeing what he's going to do this spring.
4: Would you say he and Eric Gray have similar skill sets? Yeah,
2: I think so. I think they're the guys that are kind of very complete backs, maybe not have some of the highs or lows that the other guys have, um, but can do everything you ask them to uh, as a coach.
4: All right, let's talk about Mikey Henderson. This is the one I'm most excited to talk to you about (laughs) because uh, he reminds me of you in a lot of ways. You're different, but you're the same. Every time number three ran onto the field last year, all of our ears perked up because you didn't know if they were going to hand it to him. You didn't know if they were going to throw it to him. uh, He did a ton of different things, and he seemed to score a touchdown every time he caught it. It, He only had two touchdowns. That (laughs) surprised me when I looked it up today. But, uh, boy, he is an intriguing X-factor Type of an individual that I feel like is an extra toy in Lincoln Riley's toy box, and he just the finding the different ways to use him will be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I think so. I I, I get really excited. I love bigger backs. Um, may have a personal bias in that in that realm, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he's he's going to be an exciting
4: player to see what happens with. Him. Do you see him more as a running back? Do you see him more of an H-back? What do you think his role will be?
2: I mean, I think that's going to be up to the chess master, right, and see what he does and grows in this spring, right? He's going to get a lot of reps. Uh, Lincoln's going to put him in a lot of places and ask him to do a lot of things. Whatever he excels at in this spring, in this summer, in camp, is what he's going to end up doing in the fall.
4: Uh, What did he show you last year, and what can he be better at this year?
2: Um I think what's going to be really interesting about him, the biggest question mark um, is running between the tackles uh he he's he's excelled in the edge he's excelled in space with the ball yeah. in his hands um he's got to grow a little bit as a as a as a blocker um but Running the true running back schemes uh, inside tackle boxes with poles and zones and, and that kind of thing is going to be, be uh, interesting to see how he does.
4: All right, so you look at that whole package of players there. You got the smooth one in Kennedy Brooks. You got the explosive one in Seth McGowan. You got a couple of complete backs in Eric Gray and Marcus Major. And you got the X Factor in Mikey Henderson. You don't know exactly how he's going to be used from game to game. It is a bunch, and, and uh, the Sooners have. Been very good at the running back position for as long as we played football around here. In fact, there's four guys right now in the NFL that played at OU. Adrian Peterson, still getting it done, still getting it done. Damian Williams has signed with the Chicago Bears. That was news to me until about five minutes ago when Drake, Drake Dykin broke the news to me. And then Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan, uh, both of them had a fun year together up in Cincinnati last year.
2: Yeah, it's, it's surprising. You think we only got that many in the in in the pros, but um, yeah, I, I think we got. Some, we're gonna have one more right this year, and um, we will keep adding to that list in the future.
4: Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson's gonna jump in. Uh, obviously, Trey Sermon, who uh, was here, is gonna be a pro running back after this draft. So, uh, the running back position well represented in the NFL. Let's take a time out. We're gonna learn some football when we come back. We'll go in layman's terms with Trey Millard. Talking running backs, you're watching the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue.
3: We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Log on to SoonerSports.com/kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OGD. Brought to you in point by Orthodontics exclusively.
4: Welcome back to Rudy's. You're watching the huddle. We got some more spring game information today. We'll pass that along to you coming up in the final segment of the show. Speaking of the NFL, last segment we were talking about sooner running backs in the NFL. Our man Trent Williams got paid. He
2: did. The most ever for an offensive lineman. Made sure it was 10000 more than the guy who <laughs> broke the record a, a couple months ago. Uh, awesome to see him do it. Eight Pro Bowls for that guy. Just doing it at the highest level. 35 years old and still just um, the best uh, in the business. Six Silver years.
4: Back. Six years. <laughs> Silver, six years. $138 million plus. Just a tad. And he's uh, back with the 49ers. Lunch is on Trent next time he's in town, that's for sure. All right, let's get educated up. Tonight, we're talking running backs all night long. And uh, in layman's terms, now this is normally when Teddy layman uh, breaks down some sort of uh, strategery for us. Uh, but since you're with us tonight, and we're talking running backs, we thought we would talk the running back position. There's a lot of talent in that running back room, keeping everybody happy, how to be creative with all that talent can be a trick. It can be, uh, it could be advantageous, obviously. So talk to us about how Lincoln Riley goes about this this year.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do, right? When you've got a stable of guys, multiple ones that are versatile, he's going to put them in a lot of positions, right? So um, kind of what we talked about earlier in this Texas Tech game, um, Lincoln's going to put guys into multiple positions. And what I mean by that is offenses and defenses um, – Always use Z, Y, X, F, and H, uh, and then Q for quarterback to label offensive players. Um, so here we've got um, uh, a couple players in here. So you have two running backs at both the H and the F position. Um, what this does is the defense has to decide right from the beginning before anything happens. And even here with Jeremiah Hall, actually, we have a Y that's also a back Um how they're going to identify these players, and so it's just an extra level of game planning that goes in uh, to playing the Sooners this year is going to be deciding what formations, who's who, um, and, and and I think Lincoln's going to put guys um, in position. So right, we have guys moving. Uh, we got uh, Jeremiah Hall getting the great blocks, and we got six points on the board there. Um, just to, just in a motion. Um, we'll see it in a couple other ways that that Lincoln gets those guys into a position and uh, a formation that's similar, but he does it with some motion. So just another level of thinking um, that these defense has to do. Uh, again, similar from formation, Jeremiah Hall up top. Um, I can't tell who the running back is. Um, Seth McGowan down low. Um, we're going to run again another motion. Go ahead and let it run. And here again, just inside, nice inside zone with the fullback leading up, uh, and you gain six yards. Um, I think one thing you're going to see is as we continue to play these is the versatility that you can put these players in um, to make plays. Uh, so here we've got, again, two running backs on the field. It doesn't look like it in that formation right. And then we motion uh, Seth McGowan uh, across. Um, what that ends up being is actually a two-back set. Uh that defenses have to decide and look at our game plan to see what else we run when we don't motion into that because it's the same formation at the, before the ball gets snapped. So similar to this is what we ended up in before. Uh, two backs of Mikey Henderson having a good cut block up top, just a simple in, uh, in, inside zone um, with the cross, cross zone with the blocker coming backside. Um, love that play. I was always in on that play. So <laughs> love to see somebody else doing it. Mikey Henderson doing a great job getting the block. Um, again here. So you're going to see kind of a theme, especially in this game, of the motion. K. Um, Riley, you know, we put up a couple points in that game, so uh, I think we're going to see a bunch more of it. Have a reverse motion here and actually have a running back leading as a blocker. So in that case, that running back starts off as an H position in offenses, um, which is not who they're expecting to get the ball. The F comes across, uh, comes back, and that ends up being kind of the H in that formation if we were to start off with that, with that, without the motion um, in that series. So here again more motion up top. Again, a bunch of motions. Nice toss. We've got two backs out front blocking for uh who was a receiver at the beginning of the play. So that's actually your X on a r on a run play. Or actually your F, sorry.
4: It's like alphabet class. It is putting it all is, this it,
2: together. It is a lot. Um and that's one thing that's gonna be great. Um the personnel and the position switch um is what's gonna be an added layer. for for defenses. I know when I was there, me and DeMarco actually did this um, where we had one simple call out and our entire formation changed just because me and him switched positions. I became the H, he became the F and we just ran a different set of plays. And it's, a, it's just a wrinkle, and it's just another wrinkle that defenses have to look at. There's your favorite player, my yep. favorite big running back, Mikey Anderson getting another touchdown. I can't believe he only had two on the season. I can't I, believe I'm going to have to double-check your stats well, on he that. Well, he
4: had that one, and he had the godfather, right? No, 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 the godfather was Jeremiah Hall. He had one yeah. in the OSU game, though, I remember.
2: I think he had more. Can we have somebody double-check that before the, <laughs> <laughs> the show? <laughs> I'm, I'm had in a basketball bunch, mode, so my
4: stats there you, can be off, there you that's go. for sure.
2: Um, again, motions. We still had three running backs in on that play, but only two of them were in the backfield. I think with this stable of guys that we've got, you're going to see a whole lot of this, uh, this season. We um, still have Stogner, who's going to be a true Y. Um, they're going to put him in some F positions. Um, but it, you're definitely going to see um, – A lot of two backs and a lot of Jeremiah Hall as the three back um, in multiple sets, giving defenses a lot of looks um, with just simple wrinkles. Um, This one, uh, if he was such a great athlete, I think he would have hurtled that guy. Yeah, that
4: one didn't work very well. We'll try it again next year. That's a lot, and it sounds complicated, but that's kind of the point, right? I mean, the point is, one, you could put a personnel package out there with two backs, and and then not sub and all of a sudden you got five wides and then you got one back and another guy in the slot and, and you're not sub and you can go fast and the defense is trying to figure out who's what letter and they're thinking more than reacting, which is what you want. You got them on the heels at that point,
2: Absolutely, right? and you got mismatches because you got guys on defense who are supposed to match up with certain letters, like yeah. you're saying, and, and they can't do that because they're switching that in and out, and you've got uh, athletic freaks in positions that may not be where athletic freaks usually are, and you've got big guys where big guys usually aren't, and they've got to figure out how to deal with it.
4: Tonight was more about the running back position, although we did talk about Mikey Henderson, who, who doubles as an H-back for this team, but the value of the H-back in Lincoln-Riley's system, you don't see all over the country. You don't see a lot of other coaches utilize the H-back or the fullback like he does. Talk to uh, how you, you see that. Well,
2: in my personal opinion, that's why we have the best offense in the country.
4: Right? <laughs> the, more,
2: the more fullback, H-back that you can get out there, the, the better. Um, and so I think you're going to see him continue to u- utilize that position. Um, we continue to have a bunch of versatile players who come in and are succeeding there. So we're going to keep recruiting those guys. Yeah. Um, and we're going to keep just turning them out.
4: And they got different uh, body – like you got Jeremiah Hall – Then you got Austin Stogner, who doesn't look anything like Jeremiah Hall. Then you got the hybrid with Mikey Henderson. And so it's a lot of toys to tinker with if you are Lincoln Riley, that's for sure. Great job tonight. That was fascinating. I'm going to go back and watch it when I get home and see all the different letters moving around everywhere. We'll take a time out. Buy the numbers and some of that spring game information for you when we come back.
3: Thank you to our cornerstone television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health.
4: In layman's terms tonight, by the way, brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to kincaidcoach.com for more information. We've got a kickoff time for the spring game. Hey, we've got a spring game. That's a reason to rejoice right there. We didn't have one last year. There we go. April 24th, it's going to be at dusk, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's not quite dusk. But by the time the game ends, it will be 4 o'clock kickoff, 25% capacity. It's going to be exciting because Dusty Dvorak is going to be on the TV call with Jessica Cootie and that other guy who doesn't know what he's doing down there. So watch the TV broadcast. You can, of course, listen to Teddy and Chad and Chris Plank and all those guys on the Sooner radio call. They'll have a 30-minute pregame show for you. All right, it's time now for By the Numbers, brought to you by Pike Pass, the the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get pass, get pike pass. I've been wearing out my pike pass the last month or so. Uh, going down to Texas to uh, cover baseball and up to Indianapolis this past weekend. Headed back to Austin tomorrow for a big baseball series. Let's start a Big 12 play down there, the uh, Red River Showdown OU in Texas. But it's time for buy the Numbers. We've got four questions for you. Trey and I are going to guess. Whoever gets closer uh, gets a point for our team. Right now you can see the score there. Team Toby, 19 Team Teddy, which is the team you're on, 13 so far. I haven't been around in a while, but Chad and Chris have been doing good for me, so we got to lead right now. So here's our first question, Trey. How many receptions, oh, come on, did Trey Millard have during his career at Oklahoma? <laughs> I'll let you. Do you this, know the exact no, answer? No. You know, a, why don't you I'm a guess fullback, first? I'm since, a team you are, since you are since you are Trey Millard, why don't you guess it
2: first? A, it was enough for two Big Twelve championships. I don't, <laughs> I
4: don't. I don't. This is no.
2: You go first. I've got. Um, let me think.
4: Yeah. take your time. We got four minutes here. Um, How many catches did you have? Seventy. Seventy. Man, you're thinking you're Marvin Mims all of a sudden over there. Um, he I think you did it in one year. I think I did, you're pretty close. Yeah, I think you're pretty close. I'll say – I think you've undersold yourself a bit. I'm no. going to say 72. What's the answer? 70 oh. on the dot. Oh. Look at that. Oh, uh, Mr. I don't know my <laughs> yeah. stats. Yeah, that makes... Nailed it. All right, that's a point for you. 677 for a fullback, folks. <laughs> 70 catches. <laughs> How many rushing touchdowns did DeMarco Murray have? During his career at Oklahoma. Again, we're living in your era here. Mm. Rushing touchdowns, not receiving touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to say he had 15 or 49. I'm going to say he had 50. Mm.
2: I think you're close. I Uh, hope so. I I think you're a little low, though. I'm going to go 55.
4: Okay. The answer is? Oh, Whoa. how about that? Yeah. Last time this I'm was Prices Right. We're yeah. both going home with a thousand bucks today. Uh, awesome. Fifty touchdowns for Let's DeMarco Murray. All right, so that's a point for me. We got two more. By the numbers tonight. What is the current program record for most rushing yards in a season? Current program record. So we're looking for a number here, or a name. Number, okay. Current program record for the most rushing yards in a season. Can you go first again on this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had several thousand. I mean, it's much, yeah. uh, you know, it's higher than, uh, I mean, Samaje had four or something in one day, yeah. one day. So it's probably north of 1500, I would say. I, I mean, I'll say, I'll say 1600. This is probably a number I should know.
2: Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I wanted you to go first to put it in
4: a ballpark. <laughs> I could just be. Do you like it higher <laughs> yeah, or lower I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'll go, I'll go 1500. All right. What do we got here? Uh, Rushing yards in a season. Oh, my. 1925. We way undersold Adrian back in 04. Uh, But I was closer, right? You went under me? Yeah, I did. I get the point here. Last one. We got about 90 seconds here. How many wins does Oklahoma have when playing a game broadcasted on ABC? (laughs) What kind of a question (laughs) is that? (laughs) Oh, man. Broadcaster Uh, question. All right. You go first on this one. ABC. You know, that was Keith Jackson back in the day. We've probably been on ABC a lot through the years.
2: Yeah, before, since before I was born. Right. Um, so I think Definitely got, before I mean, you were I've got, born. I've got some uh, excuse to be way off. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I'm going to go. I mean, this is a wild guess. 125. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that guess because in recent years, it's mostly been ESPN and Fox. But some ABC, some ABC. I'll say more than that. I'll say uh, I'll say uh, two hundred. What'd you say? One twenty-five. Yep. Uh, 127 look at you mm. nicely done so we split is <laughs> we that split. right yep two and two, two a piece tonight trey it has been a, a joy and a pleasure and a thrill to get to work alongside you tonight are you going to do some more stuff with us hey if you'll let me i coming back was this I'm an a audition stray dog. yeah you just, passed the you, audition you fed
2: me so uh, as far him as him i'm back. concerned
4: we don't need teddy <laughs> layman around here anymore we got you no don't don't tell yeah, I said that been fun working with you though tonight way to go that's Trey Millard, everybody. Very cool, huh? Thank you for watching tonight. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Huddle. Boomer Sooner, everybody.